Hey, what's going on, people? It's Last Name Good of the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. Uh, today, man, very special guest on the phone, and he comes highly recommended uh, from the homie JB. And, and you guys know JB. He's been on the program a couple of times, man. So uh, whenever he, you know, sends somebody my way, it's kind of like, all right, this is something serious. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I definitely take his suggestions at a high regard, man. But look, help me welcome the homie. And I want to make sure I'm, I'm not slaughtering the name, bro, because when I first saw it, I was like, what? Is this name? Southwest Dez, man. That's Southwest Dez. Southwest yeah. Dez is in the building, man. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm good. Blessed and highly favored, man. Happy to be on the show. Hey, man, I appreciate you for calling in, bro. Like I said, I know we you're actually in Atlanta right now, man. And like I said, I just had a crazy schedule. Uh, but I, I did want to make sure that we, we got this done, you know, while, while we can, man. So um, like I told you before we started recording, man, like we, this is real chill conversation. So I really just want to take the time to get to know you and, and find out who you are, man, as an artist. I was reading up on you and I noticed that you were originally from Houston and you made your way to Oklahoma City. Well, Oklahoma. And yeah i just want to find out like okay for me i'm just going to share something very quickly about myself i'm a city i'm a city type guy right and so i grew up in a city called macon georgia it's about an hour away from atlanta i was born here came back here for for uh college and i haven't left so i've been here since like oh two something like that right and I, I love the city. You know what I mean? Like my hometown is, it's, it's a city, but it, it's nothing like seeing, you know, skyscrapers and stuff like that. That just gives me a certain type of energy. So it's like, you know, to go from that, what what brought you to uh, Oklahoma City first off? Oh, uh, really? Shit. Getting, man, trying to kind of start over clean, man. I, I was making bad decisions where I was at in age, right. you know, just, you know, jumped off the porch early and, Shit, was just making bad decisions, got in a little trouble, got kicked out of school. Uh, so I wanted to start over fresh somewhere, and I had some friends that was already uh, attending the University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They told me they can get me into school. So I was like, shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody where I'm from went to the University of Oklahoma. Like, right. you know, <laughs> where, where I'm originally from, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not not just to go to school. You know, it was too late for me to get, try to get an athletic scholarship or anything. Cause I had already been to school, right. and they helped me get into school. Them, and, you know, my frat brothers now, they all they helped me get into school and shit. Once I got in, it wasn't no turning back. Uh, I finished. I ended up graduating in 2014. Okay. I walked across the stage with a diploma, man, which was a big thing because I was the first in my family to, uh, as a grandchild, to graduate high school and graduate college. Man, I'm the that's first dope. in my family that, to to graduate college, but I'm the first grandchild to graduate high school and college man that's all right so let's stay right there for a second man like being having that type of impact on your on your family how was that for you and and just being able to be a i guess a motivating factor for the rest of your family man i always felt like i was a leader my whole family always told me i was a leader since since youth as a kid, I always been felt like I was a leader. Like, yeah, I was a class clown, but I mean, even as a class clown, you a leader because everybody gonna look at you to do something stupid, do something funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To break the ice. Right. But right. I always, I, I've always felt like you know, I had potential to do whatever I put my mind to, and my family always put, you know, embedded that in my head growing up. But for the most part, man, shit, you know, it's it's a great feeling to 
to have kids and them look up to you and have the family look up to you. So, you know, it was a good feeling for me. It was a damn good feeling for me. Right. Absolutely, man. That That is a, a special place. Uh, you know, when you were telling that story, I was thinking about it, too, man, because I'm, I'm also like the first grandchild to uh, go and graduate from uh, from college. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of, uh, I had plenty of people graduate from high school, but I was the first to, to, to go and graduate from college, man. And like you said, I think honestly, at the time, you kind of you're just going through the motions, right? You kind of feel like, all right, I, I'm supposed yeah. to be here. And you don't really realize the impact until you're done and, and it's kind of brought to your attention. Like, man, like I'm really was the first person to graduate college. Like that's, that's a big deal. It's, yep. You're literally like changing the whole, you know, the whole legacy for your family, man. So that's, that's super dope. Do that. What, what you studied yes. while you were, uh, you were in school? Uh, I graduated with a multiple, di- multiple disciplinary studies degree, MDS degree from the university of Oklahoma. Uh, I, I basically took a lot of sociology and psychology classes and African-American studies classes. And okay. I, I combined that all together for a sociocultural degree. So, you know, I, I can work in like child child fields and stuff like that. But when I got to college, like when I got to OU, I was really exposed. I was, I was exposed to a lot of different things that I didn't necessarily open my eyes to when I was in high school in the first couple of schools I went to because I was always an athlete. Mm. So it's different when you go to school and not being an athlete, you start to see different things. And I've seen like the society and how things move. Cause you know, growing up, you always feel like, man, I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to the NBA. Those are right, your only right, focuses. Right. And then once you get to college, you realize, okay, yeah, maybe this dream is not necessarily for me. Some people still pursue it. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I did know, though, going up, I, I knew I did not want to. Well, when I got to OU, I knew that I did not want to work a nine to five for somebody else. That's right. one thing that I knew. Right. That's one thing that I knew. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm just hearing you talk about that and and the whole sports thing because you're right. You know, when you're in, especially if you like middle school and then high school, that can definitely be a dream. But once you get to college, you really see the level of work that has to be put in to get to the next level. And yeah. I think you find out very quickly whether or not you're cut out for that. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand it completely, man. And, and so when you get through, you know, you're in school and you, you're learning more about yourself and determining like, man, you know what? I know I don't want to work a nine to five. Like the, the football, it might not be for me, but nine to five. I definitely know it's not for me. So what did you really do to transition into music? And what did that, that dream first, um, I guess, first start for you to, to, to get into rapping? Well, see, I I started off really managing. Uh, like I, I worked in, in, you know, society for a little bit, man. And it just wasn't, like I said, it just wasn't for me, but I had no way to pay the bills either. Though. Mm-hmm. So I started, I started managing, uh, a good friend of mine and my cousin with the music. Both of them end up, you know, having to go sit down and do some time. But I always felt that if they worked as hard as they, if they worked as hard as their music was, they would be somebody. You know, not taking anything away from them because, hey, I promise you, they got the, they got more talent than a lot of people that's out there today. They just didn't have a work ethic because they felt as if that talent came to them easy. So with the fans, so with the money, and so with everything else. So whenever they were to go sit down and, and do their time or whatever, I had a time to really think, you know, because I was thinking for my, myself and for them. 
So you know what I'm saying? I I was trying to I was trying to do a lot that I I really had no control over. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to control things I had no control over. So whenever they went to go sit down and do their time, I had time to myself to think about the things that I was doing, the money that we invested, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and how was I going to get a return from that with them being gone, you know? So I I had a talk with the team, and I said, man, I, I think I'm, I'm going to try to do music. And they they laugh, you know, they, but they just like, you know, if you're going to do it, you know, take it serious or whatever. You know, the same things that everybody always tell you. But right, right. I recorded my first song, and when I recorded the song, I let the team hear, and they was like, hey, uh, you might need to do this for real. Hmm. So once they told me that, it, that built my confidence up because I was very shy. I was very nervous to let people hear my music because... You don't want to be the bulk of, uh, you don't want to be the butt of, of the joke. Right, you know, you, absolutely. Everybody laughing and like, hey, bro, no, you like, this not it. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was shy at first to let people hear my music because of me. I was always funny, class clown, high energy, energetic, you know, making people laugh. So I didn't think people would take me serious, like really doing the music. But the team told me like, hey, man, you might want to do this for real. So shit, this is last year. I've been doing this like full time for a year. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I quit my job. Like once I quit my job, once they told me they was just like, "Hey man, like I was getting calls from people out of state that wanted to book me." I was like, "Yeah, this job in the way. I'm I struggle, but I know my dream is gonna come true with this music. I'm gonna just work as hard as I will work for anything that I really wanted, like for that that Mercedes or that jewelry or you know whatever it was, you know that I wanted to have." I knew that if I work hard, I could have it. And then I've, I also pledged when I was in school, so I felt like there's nothing that anybody can tell me that I can't do because I pledged. Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? I went through something that was the hardest thing I ever went through in my life. So this music game, is it, it, it's in a sense similar, or I make it similar to what I've already been through. Right. So n nothing that I'm going to go through in this game going to tear me down to where I feel like I'm going to stop doing this. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I, I think that's that's the way that you have to really look at um, not only just music, but but life in general. Because if you you get to the point where you you already know, right? You know that you don't want to do a certain thing. So now it's all about making sure you can do whatever you want to do. You know, whatever this is over here on the right. And so once you determine that that's music, it's all about you know going after it. And the fact that you're going after it full steam ahead, man, is is inspiring. Number one, but also just it's dope that, to know that. You know what you want and and you're expecting your expectations like, hey, I'm just going to go. I know it's going to be struggle, like I absolutely know it's going to be struggle. But, hey, I'm just going to go and do it. And, and you know, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it. That's honestly the beauty of it going now. Like my thing is. If I could do it all over again, right, if I can rewind, like I'm not all I'm not about the, you know, woulda shoulda coulda type type vibe but you know just this is me my older self i'm 33 if i could do it all over again when i first got the the, the thought that i wanted to do music i should have just went full steam ahead then you know what i mean now mm -hmm. granted life probably would have been different I, I completely understand that but you know imagine when that kid is 15 and 16 years old and he tells his, his parents that hey i want to do music and mom and dad don't laugh at him or tell him like no you got to do this like, imagine that if we have the tools in place to like, okay, this is what you want to do. You're sure, you're sure this is what you want to do. All right, cool. Here go the tools. Here go the resources. This is what you need. Go full steam ahead. Here you have my support 100%. Go do it. 
people move to, you know, they'll get into positions a whole lot quicker as opposed to going through this long process of like, you know, for you, you knew mm-hmm. in college that you didn't want a nine to five. But imagine if you would have right. went to college to be like, you know, a doctor or something like that. And, you, you know, eight years, 12 years of your life is spent, you know, becoming a doctor. And then you get to that point, and you realize like, man, I don't want to be a doctor. You know what I mean? And now it's like, oh, okay, now I have to backtrack when you knew all alone what you wanted to do so i i found it is very inspiring man just to know like no i'm I'm going full steam ahead with this thing and, and we're going to see how it goes um okay I'm, I'm going to take a stab at the name right okay so i know des is is like the real name so southwest mm-hmm. is it southwest for the part of town of texas you from or is that just southwest region? yeah okay yeah from i'm from the southwest side of houston texas man so explain that, like, what is, what is that to, to people that don't know Texas, like, what in relation to, or I guess, an area that people might know of? I uh, mean, shit, it, it, it's just like, I mean, anywhere, like, they got super hood spots, they got, you know what I'm saying, cool spots, they got, you know what I'm saying, nicer spots, but, I mean, the Southwest is just like, I guess, what, what would be, like, some places where to go down out here at, like uh, okay. Zone Six. Or, I was like, it depends or, on your or, definition to go down because we can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So right, like, right, right. At I any given you. time, it could, it could go down in the in the swat. Like, it, it can go down like heavy. Right. You know what I'm saying? It it, it all depends. Like it ain't. It's good parts. It's okay parts in this in this parts you don't want to go because you're not familiar with this side of town. Like one way in, one way out. Right, like, no. absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, absolutely. See, you you know, it's like I said, man. It's it's fights. You fought growing up. You had, you know, it was shootouts growing up. Shit, it all depends on what you wanted to do do when you was growing up. Like mm-hmm. I got involved in that shit, but I was more of an athlete. You know, I was more of an athlete growing up. But I got down. You feel me? I got down when it was time to squabble. We squabbled. I wasn't the ones out here hitting licks and breaking their houses and shit. But and you ain't gonna never hear me talking about that because that's not what I'm about. That's not what I do. Right. You know. Right. But it go it, it get down like that out there. Some you know you got your ones that's gonna go out there and hit the licks. You got your ones that's out there you know gang banging and stuff like that. That just wasn't what I was in. What I was into. I was with the shit, but I didn't get involved in that shit. Yeah, I I got you. I understand completely, man. How much uh, of you moving away and going to school really kind of um, I'm gonna go deep. What I'm saying, like, kind of save your life in a sense, like being able to go to school and get away from everything that you you know you had back at home. Yeah, see, see that that's that's yeah. Uh, going away to Oklahoma really slowed me down. I was moving too fast in Houston. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I I was moving too fast. I I was just doing all the wrong things that I shouldn't have been doing. I was going to jail and shit. You know, that ain't really what I was raised to do. I don't, I don't think nobody really just raised to go to jail and shit like that. I'm running from the laws on motorcycles and shit. Like, going to Oklahoma where it was different, I didn't know nobody. Like, you know, it slowed me down. I was able to stay in my lane, you know. And I, I had a real bad temper growing up, too. Like, I, I was real hot-headed. Mm. So... Just just being in a different environment, you know, that was a slower pace. It wasn't as fast as Texas. 
you know, it, it slowed me down and had, gave me a chance to, to really look at my, reevaluate some of the things that I was doing. Now, I was around people that had $60,000, $70,000 in their bank account as kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Going to school. Uh, I was around people who parents owned and was doctors and owned businesses, multi-million dollar business. So your mindset changed when you around these type of things. You know, when you hang around with people with money, you either going to go get some money or they're going to leave you behind. <laughs> so I really got to learn the, the business. You know, I, I got to really become business oriented instead of always trying to be so street because those people cut you off. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and, and when you can't, you can't eat, how you going to feed your family? So you, you get to learn, you learn that shit real quick when you're dealing with those type of people. Cause now they cut you off business, business mind. They cut you off, but you want to handle it streetwise. Right. But it don't work like that. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so really getting out of Houston and moving to Oklahoma, moving to Oklahoma really slowed me down and, and helped me see both sides of it to see why people handle certain things by the street code and why people handle certain things by the book. Absolutely. So I want to kind of get to, you know, how I met you, man, uh, through JB. Like, how did you guys connect and what have you uh, learned from him and, and what do you think that he's learned from you? Uh, me and JB actually kind of had this this conversation. Like, I like the way JB moved. JB, J, the way JB moved inspired me because I said that if he could do it, I could do it. And, and me and him ain't no different. Mm. He a man just like me. He stand on his ten toes, and I stand on mine. You know what I'm saying? So, and and I like the way JB was moving, but JB liked the way that my team was moving and how we was everywhere promoing, putting on the parties, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and attacking events. Right. He, he loved that. He loved that. But I had the idea because before, before I, I did the show with JB, I, I, I did, okay, now I'm just, I'm talking out of, out of order. So let me go back. Okay. All right. Okay. So I had an idea. I brought the idea to JB. I said, JB, uh, I want to do a show because I had already kind of did show my first show by myself. Like everything I did, I did by myself for the most part. And, you know, saying my name grew, but I already had a name because we threw parties and stuff. You know, I was on the party promotion, booking artists, bringing them down to Oklahoma City and whatnot. But uh, I, I got with JB. I knew he, he had Oklahoma City. And that's something that was a market I didn't have, but I knew how to promo. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I had already been there for a couple of years, and they, people just found out by this time I've only been doing music for about six months. So I come to him, I say, hey, I got an idea. I think that I want to do a show with you, Z, me, and I think I said double O at the time or somebody else. And I said, the reason why I want to do this show is because each one of us make different type of music so we can bring all those, those different genres, crowds together and have a, a fat show, you know, and he was just like, Dad, that would be dope. I'm I'm interested. I'm down. Time passed. A couple months passed. Uh, I was trying to put the stuff in order, but JB hit me and was just like, hey, I want to do that same idea you had, but I'm going to do it for, you know, the tower, the reopening of the Tower Theater. I was like, bet. He's like, I want you a part of it. I wouldn't do this show without you being a part of it because you kind of gave me the idea in a sense. Uh, 
of of doing it with those different artists, not the whole Tower Theater and everything. Right, right. You know, so we got together and we did a show together, and the show turned out to be fat. Like it was packed out. Vendors was there. It got uh, advertisement publicity. And he had access to all these things. You know what I'm saying? The things that I I didn't have access to. I met so many different people since working with JB has been crazy. Like every like a lot of a lot of the moves that I've been making is off the strength of, of us doing that show together. And if I never brought it to his attention, I don't think I probably would have been able to be involved in that show. In a sense, because I, my name wasn't as big as it was now, as, as it is now, whenever we came together right, to right. do this idea, you know. So I learned a lot about the business side of of uh, the music, but also I learned lessons of just listening to JB talk and the things that he encountered and went through. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like I felt... I fuck with him so much that I felt like I was there with him in those shoes when he was telling me these stories. You know what I'm saying? So I learned a lot from just listening, about just closing my mouth and, and listening to, to what he had to say. And I think he learned just different promo uh, avenues and shit just from me and my team and, you know, shit, different, different things. Right. I'm going to ask him, too. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. That is a question you should ask him. What you said just then, man, was um, one thing that's very important. It, it's like, and it's it's also something that, you know, it's kind of hard to do as, as an artist, but that be humble part, right? And, you mm-hmm. know, it's just kind of like, all right, look, this guy's moving in the city. I'm here. We got to coexist at some point. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm, see- if I'm over here and I'm watching this guy move and he's moving the right way and things are clicking... I need to hit him up. It's only right that I hit him up and, and just like, look. And then the thing is, you not only hit him up, but you brought something to the table when you hit him up. It was one thing to just be like, hey, man, love what you're doing. I want to work with you. Boom. And you leave it alone. It's like, no, I got an idea. And you you, mm-hmm. you presented him the idea. So now is you brought some value to JB. And that's the thing, man. It's kind of like, I think there's a lesson to be learned in that. Like, not only were you humble enough to approach a guy and say like, hey, like, I think we can, we have something here that we can work on. You also brought him an idea that, you know, it, it is, I mean, it's the reason why we're talking right now today. Like just truth be told, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's, that's just super dope, man. Just to be in a position that you're in to know like, okay, this, this is a learning moment for me. Let me take this opportunity to, to learn and then go from there. And you know, anything could happen. It could have been like, nah, I don't really like the idea. Y'all could have moved on, but you took a chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? So that's, I, I can I can respect that that the fact that you even took the chance to go and do something like that. Definitely. Uh so the music, man. I want to get to the music before we get off the call, man. But um King Energy, that's the name of the project that, that you dropped what um what about a month ago yes, now, right? Think. Yeah, about a yes, month ago. Yeah. So tell tell me a little <laughs> bit about that, man. I see right here it's like uh what, twelve tracks. Um I think I got to track number eight i was listening to it. i'm charged up when you call me and um one thing i can say about the music that i heard so far is like you definitely bring in the energy like it makes sense with the title you know what i'm saying like from yeah from the beginning when profit come on it's like oh you slapping me in the face with energy like immediately you know what yeah. I mean? so was that the idea behind the project or you know so it's definitely i wanted you to and, and i'm happy you said that because 
that's what I that's the that's the impression I want to leave on the people. Like every every project that I've dropped has all been the energy wave. Like I know everybody got their wave with the gang gangs and uh, they got their um, different different ways and swags and, and stuff like that. So I wanted to make my own with the whole energy wave. And and I wanted you to feel the energy, and I I titled this last tape King Energy because I think this I, well I think I know this is the last energy project necessarily that that music always gonna have energy in it, but it, it's already set in stone that I'm the king of this energy shit. You know every from from the first energy to the trap energy now that's the king energy. Just letting it be known, putting a stamp on it that I am the king of this energy shit. Right, right. I don't want nobody stealing my shit. <laughs> let it be known. <laughs> yeah, let for it sure. Like, um, so I think I, I may have asked, well, you know, I don't really know, like, what is the, the scene like in the OKC, man? Um, Because I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, if it wasn't for basketball being there, bro, like, there's not a lot from that I know about OKC. You know what I'm saying? Like, outside of... <laughs> outside of JB and this is no disrespect to the city, but that's just the truth. Like, you know, we, you know, you kind of get in your own bubble over here, man. It's like, I, I didn't know much about OKC, you know, man, to be honest, I'm gonna keep it funky with you. What people don't know is a lot of black history, rich history. That's mm. in Oklahoma, man, a lot of rich black history, but I'm learning more and more stuff about Oklahoma city, uh, shit like every day that I'm there <coughs> from the most part. But, the music scene is nothing like Atlanta, you know, that you don't have, you know, and, and you know, it's crazy to me because you have like top 100 country music artists coming out of Oklahoma. Mm. Toby Keith, uh, what her name, Kelly Clarkson, uh, a whole bunch of people like, you know, you would think, and then you got the Gap Band that came from Oklahoma. Uh, Charlie Wilson came from Oklahoma. Uh, shit, who else? Man, it's just a lot of different people that came from Oklahoma that we all are familiar with, right. but we don't know. But you would think that since they have, like, all this money from country music and stuff like that, that it'd be, like, A&Rs and all kind of people running around Oklahoma City. But that's not what it, that, that's not what's happening. Yeah. At least not to, to my knowledge. But as far as the music scene there, it's slow. It's slow, you know, it's growing, it's getting better, but it's not like Atlanta or anything. Um, sometimes you can have 200 people, and you got 200 people on the show, that's crazy. You right, know, right. you're having a good night. Like, shit, I think the the show, uh, me, JB, Z, uh, Grand National, and LTV did, I think we did almost a thousand people, like, and that was crazy. Right, that, right. That was crazy, crazy. That's a local show, you know. But uh, for the most part, like, you you can have a show and it'd be ten people there. You have a show and it'd be a hundred people there. You never know what you're gonna get. It's up and down, you know. Uh, they want to they want to see the mainstream people. They don't really they don't have a good support system in place right now. Because nobody's made it, so they don't feel like, you know, music from Oklahoma is worth it because nobody's made it. But it's right. a lot of talent. It's a lot of fucking talent in Oklahoma. It's, it's, it's some talented motherfuckers in Oklahoma that people don't even know about because it's, it's not the music scene. It's not a market for it. So anybody that's out here really doing it, like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give them some respect and give them some love because... They coming from really nothing when it comes to the music. Like they have no, they have nobody to look to. Like as far as music, we don't have nobody that's on. So some people got 
they go to they gravitate to the West Coast. It's like a melting pot there. Mm. They they rap like West Coast artists. Some rap like New York. Some rap like down south. Some rap like Atlanta. Some rap like themselves. So is you you getting a variation of different types of product. But you know it's just like anywhere else though. You know you still gonna have shootings and killings in Oklahoma. Very violent. That's what people don't know. Mm. Oklahoma City always in the top for for, for crime for uh, murders and shit. Wow, I'm no, bullshit to the side. Yeah, yeah. Google it. It's it's active out there. That's what people don't know. Like they saw Oklahoma. Oh, you had horses. Come <laughs> on, man. Yeah. Right, right. People people just need to pick up a book, man, or get on the internet. Y'all Google everything else. That's the problem with black people now. They don't read. Yeah, they don't, you, you're they don't right take about the time that. To research. You're definitely right about that. Well, look, man, I, I really appreciate you calling in, man. Like I said, this is this is a new introduction, but definitely know whenever you hear, man, like this platform is, is available for you. I wish you would stay until Monday, man. If you would have been here Monday, I have another show that I could have got you on. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I yeah. was here last Monday, man. I, oh, I got man. in last Monday. But, I mean, hey. I'm gonna be in uh, Atlanta often, boss. Uh, I'm gonna be here at least every month. I'm I'm looking for a spot to move to now. Okay. That's, so you know we we transitioning uh, to moving to Atlanta. Y'all heard it first on the show. But, right, right. But the wave, you know, the wave crazy. The the fan base is growing. I'm tapping into every market. So now I'm going out of state. I'm you know I'm getting you know I, I'm I'm getting about twenty. I done got about 25 fans out here. You know, it's not much, but no, it's something. Man. You feel me? Like so this... now I got 25 listeners that's going to listen with somebody else in the car, and they going to gravitate to my music because I'm not kicking no bullshit. That's, that's what it's about, though. I'm glad you said that because we get, like, we're in the social media world, right? And it's so easy to get caught off, you know, caught off guard by the numbers. Like, we see people, you know, some of your fans of your other music that you may like, you know, they have a couple of million followers, right? And so we kind of get lost in that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's cool. But you know what? If I got 3,000 and, and I really got, you know, 3,000 that is rocking with me, I'd rather have those 3,000. I can always grow and get bigger, hey. but I want those that really yeah. rock with me. Yeah, because these kids out here, they so happy they streaming. I got a hundred thousand followers. I got a hundred thousand streams, but I'm getting way more. I'm getting shows in and out the state. I'm getting bread in and out the state. I'm getting checks to my account from 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 TuneCore because you know people are, are, are actually listening. Like I don't I don't let them streams online like tear me down. Like I don't be on the SoundCloud. Like I got a thousand some streams. One song got thirteen thousand. One song got a couple thousand. Like I don't care about SoundCloud. Like, you know, I I don't care. I like to see I like to see income. <laughs> Amen. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I like to see income, man. But man, definitely, I definitely appreciate you, man, having me on the show, King. It was an honor. It was a privilege, man. It was a privilege to have me, man. I mean, I, I for you to have me on your show. I mean. Hold on, I said that backwards. Hold hey, on. Bro, I get <laughs> it's not it. a privilege. <laughs> hey, it is a privilege. You said it right. It's all good, yeah. man. Like, look, whenever there's somebody that want to come on this program and have a conversation, I always see it as a privilege. Because when I started this thing in 2012, I, you know, I was just talking. I was talking to nobody. I was on a mic and I was literally just talking. 
and I didn't, you know, I didn't know if anybody was listening. And like now to go from me just talking on the microphone, to actually having people that are invested in and that want to listen and want to talk, that's a big deal to me. So I don't take it lightly. I appreciate you, bro, for real. Man, definitely, definitely, man. And, I, I, and you know what What I'm going to do, because JB did it for me, man, I'm definitely going to get more and more people in the city of Oklahoma City to start tapping in with you and, and, and following you and, and following the stream, the podcast, and, and even trying to tap in and come to the shows, whatever you have to offer, so you know, like, it's some smoke out there. Absolutely. I ain't even stunned to you. It's some smoke out there, but... A lot of people' business ain't right though. That's the right, other thing, man. Right. That you get into, it, you and you find that out about artists that's actually got a bug and, and get booked in and out of the state is that they business not right. They don't they don't know how to handle their business. They don't know how to to get they they music on digital platforms. They don't know how to 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 get a, a song registered. And half of them not even registered as artists. They just out here doing free music. It's a hobby for them now. <laughs> that's a hobby. That's a hobby. It's not business until you start getting your LLCs and everything in order. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no. You're you, you speaking <laughs> truth, man. You're speaking truth. Like, you, if you're an artist, you should have your publishing in order. You should have all of those things in order. You should know how to upload your music to other places other mm -hmm. than SoundCloud. You know what I mean? Like, all of those things are, mm -hmm. are important, especially if you want to monetize it. Like, now, if you just want to rap and, you know, just get these creative thoughts out, then, okay, I get it. But if you... If you mm -hmm. plan to have a career in this thing, you got to take it seriously and, and one step at a time, you know, make it a career, <laughs> really make it a career, man. But look, I appreciate you um, coming on today, man. Like before we get out of here, tell the people, how can they connect with you on social media and all of that? Oh, man, everybody, you guys can follow me at Southwest Dez. That's all my platforms, SoundCloud. Uh, that is my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Snapchat. I mean, everybody's active with Snapchat. Yeah, you you follow my YouTube at KLS Southwest Dez. Uh, that's at S O U F W S S D E S. Man, y'all make sure y'all follow me. Tune in. Follow the journey. Watch me. Watch me travel. Watch me go on tours. We post vlogs all the time. We we post different. We you know we in the mix. We active, man. We active. We making things happen. Absolutely, bro. But look. I I'm last name good, man. And like always, like, look, subscribe on iTunes. If you listen on SoundCloud, that's cool. But go to iTunes right now, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We'll greatly appreciate it. Uh, we thank you. And like always, man, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes reality. I'm last name good of the Straight Out of Den podcast. He's Southwest Des. Des, we out. Yes, sir. The Straight Out the Damn podcast is powered by the Indie Creative Network.